Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Welcome to another episode. I'm recording this on a Monday morning like no other because this has got to be the first Monday that I'm in a good mood. (laughs) I don't know what it is about today. I mean, the weather is shit in Nairobi, but I am in a really good mood. So I'm going to start with shouting out my Instagram fam. So if you didn't know, the podcast is on Instagram. You can follow the page. It's Legally Clueless Podcast. Now I get quite a few DMs and tags, but I'd like to appreciate Leah Diaries, who actually took a video of herself taking a stroll while listening to the podcast. Really means a lot that you guys love this space. I think another reason I'm in a good mood is this weekend I finally managed to relax. So I went out of town to Amboseli National Park And for those of you in Kenya, or even if you're not in Kenya, make sure that's one place you've got to visit. It's a beautiful park. The weather is just right. It was a nice mix of cool and sunny. You get to see a lot of animals from elephants to hippos to lions. Um, There was somebody at the hotel that we stayed at that got to see a leopard. We didn't. And I also figured out how to calm my mind. I don't know if you guys have the same problem. I genuinely cannot stop thinking. I overthink everything. It's so exhausting. Um, So now what I do is I read because it tricks my mind that, yeah, we're still thinking, we're still working, but we're really not. I've distracted it from worrying about this podcast or worrying about radio and whether I like that or worrying about life in general. I told you guys, may I overthink everything. So I distract my mind from that into a book. So the book I carried over the weekend, I'm on the fourth read of it, imagine. By the time I have read a book four times, it's really good. So it's Rupees, The Sun and Her Flowers. My sister Amanda gave it to me for my birthday this year. And I love poetry, so I really have an appreciation for this book. And she really knows how to use poetry to take us through a heartbreak, through her surviving rape, through her rediscovering herself and falling in love again. She even talks a bit about her parents being immigrants and being in a long-distance marriage, her mom not really knowing how to speak English, her falling in love again, and then wondering if that's going to work out or if it's just going to get her heart broken again. I mean, it's just relatable things in such a simple way. I think you should read the book. (laughs) Other than that, last week... I spent most of the days collecting some of the 100 African stories. So in the last episode, I told you I'm going to try and collect as many human stories from Africans and people living in Africa just because it's a nice way to get inspiration, get a giggle or two, to learn stuff from other people's stories. Because individually, personally as Adele, I don't have a monopoly over all the things people experience in life. I can only share my battles and my stories so much, right? The story that I'm going to share with you in this episode is is of a young Kenyan woman. We first got introduced to her in the music world. She was one of our top-ranking African female rappers and she still is to date you know we watched her career grow online i remember it really took off on facebook and then went into mainstream media and after that 
and a couple of hits later, she unfortunately got into a terrible accident with two of her friends. One of them unfortunately passed away, which regardless of your age or where you are in this world is a lot to handle. Well, after that accident, she was in the ICU for a while and she got out, thankfully, and had to learn how to do a lot of things like walking all over again. Her story is really powerful and it's one of my favorites because she talks about being really good at something but not loving it and finding a different her. And wanting to be this different person. Sometimes it's really hard to like juggle being good at something. Because then everyone around you is just like, oh, but you're really good at this. And this is what you need to be doing. But inside, it's really not fulfilling. It doesn't bring you joy. But there's that fear of, okay, what if I leave this thing that I'm really good at, jump into the unknown, and I'm really shit at that? I really loved her story. Now, what I love about this feature 100 African stories is that the people invite me into their homes into their safe spaces and they share the story with me now Wangeshi lives near a construction site (laughs) so you will hear the occasional clanking (laughs) because the workmen were just not about to stop their job of building another apartment block just because two girls wanted to record a podcast. But I mean, you can still hear her, but I think it's very magical for her to invite us into her personal space and share this powerful personal story of hers with us. What's up, people? Um, my name is Wangeshi, a.k.a. Wangeshi. And yeah, that's how I'd always say my name. I've always said my name like that for, it's been how long? Six years now. The whole Wangeshi type of thing. So I guess today I'm on 100 African stories. So probably it's going to be about a person I've known for about six years and started not knowing her more in these past two years and trying to figure out what else is she. Because you can be defined by one thing forever. 19 is when I broke into the music industry so when i was 19 actually when i was doing music at that point i was just doing it for fun and i was just doing it because yo meme can rap and i felt like rapping is so cool so now you release one song and then the song becomes big that was do for love yeah do for love by tupac the remix for tupac oh i loved that yeah yeah <laughs> me. I, me i didn't like it me and i had it because that time i remember we were in the studio it was me let me give these people different names <laughs> which name can i give <laughs> it was me bosco and brio yeah so it was me <laughs> Bosco and Brio in the studio. They're the ones who, I think I brought them the idea of doing the Do For Lab cover. And then I did it because I'd written it a year before. Most of the thing is, most of the songs that I've written, mm-hmm. I've written them like six months before, before I actually get into the studio and do them. So now we're there with Bosco and Brio and I'm just like, okay, Sawa. So we released it on SoundCloud. First day it got 400 plays. And I'm like, wow, I feel like 400 plays are like a million plays. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, guys, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Then I continue going, continue going. And then I remember by the first week, it had reached 4,000. So Bosco is like, man, even me in my whole career, I've never gotten that many views on SoundCloud. So I was like, okay, sir, then I guess I'm queen of SoundCloud now. And that's when it started. So I started releasing more songs on SoundCloud and everything. Going my SoundCloud base. So now that time I'm riding high. This time I've started... No, I'm on second year of university. There is no proper life that you live in university as a musician. Because first of all, all of us are young. Everybody wants to talk to you. And if they don't want to talk to you, they want to look at you as you pass through the hallway. Mm-hmm. All the teachers are like, I hear we're in the presence of a musician, blah, blah, blah. 
So it's just because now you're constantly being a musician every day, you're constantly being a celebrity every day, even if you're going to school. And I, had, I wasn't used to that life. Yeah. And now I'm already being thrown into that life. You actually can't walk alone. I couldn't walk alone in school. For, for Actually, I've never walked alone in school. Because why you scared people would come people used you? to come yeah. like I, okay i'm very introvert i'm actually so introverted i'm a capricorn capricorns are introverted we're strategic where this and this have to happen yeah so i'm not so friendly i used to get if somebody comes and i don't know you i get so withdrawn yeah so most of my friends used to be in a crew so if i'm going with somebody i have to work with one person mm. or two people all of us together so that I'm not too disturbed. But then again, Strath is a Barbie school, so <laughs> you're not going to be mobbed. It's going to be one one person coming to talk to, mostly guys. So yeah, so that was my life. And that was the beginning of Wangeshi being formulated. First of all, I don't even, then that time I'd done financial economics. Right now, I'm like, if there's, my friend was asking me a week ago, if there's something in your life that, <laughs> no, what do you regret most in your life? So I had to think that what i chose to do for university oh wow so again now yeah. i'm confused twice i'm now a musician <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> and then i'm doing a course which i only understood then but then i didn't understand what how it will help me in my life mm. which it really didn't because now i'm out here doing my own things second thing i regretted was okay this one is a bit sad i regret still not being able to put on the safety belt for my friend yeah so that she she's one who passed on and all of us survived yeah. though she was the sober one so it's like yeah, those are the two regrets. So moving on. I'm a musician, blah, blah, blah. Things keep on going, keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. Then I get signed to now Bryo's label. Okay. When you're signed on to a label, so many things had happened. I've been called by CNN for the African Voices. So I'm like, man, mm, you guys. That. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, you guys think it's, doing, it's going well. It's going well. Then there's some small, small gigs that I used to get that I used to be like, wow, I feel like I'm actually like in two years, I'm going to be the biggest star in Africa. Yeah. I was so sure I was going to be the biggest female rapper in Africa. That grew, and then the accident happened in 2014. So the accident happened when I was in third year. And so it was an accident just for those who didn't know. It was a car accident yeah. with two, you were three of you, so two of your friends, mm -hmm. and one friend. One friend passed on. The two of us are still here with uh, almost something relationship, but yeah, it's yeah. good now. Yeah, so that's what happened. Now the accident happened in 2014. That, that was a big deal. That's now when I actually realized I'm not a musician, I am a star. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't understand why anybody came to the hospital to come and see me like my fans because yeah. I didn't think I was that important to people and then the funniest thing is I was I was delirious like if you came to see me I wouldn't remember you by the next day mm. so me I didn't know any of these things were happening me, yeah. my, only, my only thoughts when I was in hospital is why am I so thirsty <laughs> where is my tooth guys like <laughs> Who removed my tooth? Because I remember the first time I came back, like the first time I remember getting consciousness, I saw my mom and my auntie looking down at me and I'm like, Gish, this is not a movie. We're not on days of our lives. You're actually in hospital. That time they have the, the oxygen, oxygen masks and then the oxygen is actually too crisp. Pains your throat. So I was very thirsty because I was drinking and therefore you're not drinking dehydrated. That's why when we come from rave, you if you wake up in the morning, you're like thirsty, you're water. thirsty. Yeah. Water. So this time they are not giving me water. So why was I going to do that? Oh yeah, that's now when I realized like I'm a big, big star. I remember you trending. Oh yeah, trending on the Twitter. Hashtag for mm. days. Yeah, yeah, I saw that now after like two months after I came back home. Yeah. That's when I saw it. So that's when knowing who I was started sinking into me. I don't think I knew who I was before. But anyway, you know you're 19 and you're 20. What did you know when you're 19 and exactly. you're 20? Exactly. And who are you even at that point? Who are you? So my only definition of myself, that's what I, that's what I realized like a week ago. Like the only definition I ever had of myself when I was younger was that I was a musician. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know much else about Wangeshi apart from she sings. 
So yeah. she writes music and she makes money out of writing music and she's my mom's daughter, mm-hmm. my brother's sister, my people, my friends' friends. I didn't have any more that I knew about me. Yeah, who yeah. is she? Who is After she? Yeah. Are you so yeah, accident then now came back into the industry, released a song. So now this was like now guys were pressuring me, oh man, you have to come back with a song because you know you've been through this. Talk about this and this on this songs. Nini nini. So even me on this day I'm like, yeah, hype, hype, hype. Yeah. We're back in, we're back in. This was like three months later. Now we're not least i could do my own things mm-hmm. walk wash myself you know take myself to the toilet you know because it's like doing that whole thing i was now a baby mm-hmm. i think that was actually a rebirth or something babyhood to now doing your own things and yeah so back inside it then i think i did now cook studio i think the funny thing about cook studio is i didn't think i deserved to do cook studio at that age why at that time i don't think i was ready for it i could see myself performing and i could see myself doing all those things and then there was a time like before i was chosen for superstar week to do knee with neo um guys were arguing like guys were arguing about why why am i there because of the i had done it with ben paul and then i hadn't done it so well because i wasn't ready to be this i wasn't mm. fully accustomed to performing on stage i couldn't walk that way like i was still a fraction of who i am yeah so they started arguing they didn't think i should get the neo deal and everything and i remember going home and i cried to my mom and i was just like like i think i'm going to lose this because people don't believe in me but this one guy now the owner of course when he puts his foot down he puts his foot down and he was like she's the one who's going to do the neo thing and that's all that matters yeah so now imagine now i was going back into neo knowing half of the people here don't want me to be part of this thing so me i'm stepping back into this thing a month a uh, week later i'm like nobody wants me here but you know what i'm making guaps <laughs> that's the first time i owned that oh, i was 21 and that's the first time i tasted a million bob all my friends in school just knew i was rich all my homies well, i'm like you guys i'm a million <laughs> Amelia, Amelia. <laughs> so, so that happened. But then I did so well during the new thing that I remember even Ice Prince coming and telling me, "Your guy, like the wow. rhymes that you busted there was so like he actually pointed out one and said hey, I loved that line." Wow. Neo was like my homie at that time. Like I felt like I was now at this because everybody here is established. Me over here, I've been told that we didn't want you on this thing. I've come there and I've like ran this race, and now yeah. I'm on the same level with all these guys. So like. Hmm. I guess I'm a musician now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I realization that I'm a musician. So Cox Studio took me to a really high place really fast. And though I didn't feel like I was ready for it, I still appreciated having it. Because through me having it, I had a new psych, new inbuilt psych. Mm. And now I got um, more deals after that. Then we moved on to Safari Blaze. Yet again, I don't know why every time I feel, when I start these things, I feel like I have imposter syndrome. When I hit it, when I enter inside, I'm like, I don't think I should be here. Why am I even, in, uh, what's this, so-called invigilating, um, judging these uh, teenagers on their ideas? Mm-hmm. Me, I've not even come up with an idea except a song. <laughs> a kid is here telling me how they've started this business where they sell jewelry and blah, blah, blah. And this is why they need the money to do this and this and this. Then no, even I was, I don't know, I was thinking of these things last week because like all of us on this podium who are judging these people we haven't made it as far as these kids that we're yeah. judging over here so also again i felt for, like an imposter for myself but an imposter for everybody on behalf else. of everyone on behalf of all of us <laughs> over here guys these people are doing better than we're doing but anyway if you're paying me me i'm inside <laughs> <laughs> i've tasted a million i've tasted a million give me another one so i'm, I'm inside let's do this ah 
then it happened again. Again, I tell you, I don't think I was ready for these things because mm-hmm. now when when for me to be able to do Blaze, I had asked to be able to perform in the different counties. So we went there, we performed. Then after the first two performances, that's when I realized my music is not for this country. The audience wasn't connecting, and these are kids. So I was like, the kids are just that just looking. It's like they've never heard of me before. This was in where did we start? Started in LD. Then we went to Thika, and then I think also the do I call do I get another name for these people? Let's call them Shanzu. The Shanzu people. <laughs> that really, really, really. So now let's say the Shanzu people were also looking at me like we don't think we want her here. So again, something that was meant to be mine was taken away from me. But I always look at it like I was not prepared to be that person mm. who was on stage at that time. Mm-hmm. So all my mu- clearly now all my musician life, I'm the person who thought of me at the lowest. Like I'm not my biggest supporter. Then I was removed. Ha! Huh, I remember when I was removed, I was so broken they just sent somebody to say we don't want to get you to perform on this round of this and this and i was like cool i went i remember we were we were it was me now let's call this guy again bosco bosco <laughs> we don't know who bosco and barry is so it was me bosco and now one of my friends olive and i could feel the pain in them more than i could feel it in myself me after i think the i always say there are two things in my life that happened which after that i stopped to get into i stopped to kind when i got into the accident found out my friends was dead that was my most emotional point so there's nothing nowadays that takes me into any emotional nini that because i'm not like i survived that i'll survive this then getting that new thing almost taken away from me that's an mm. idea like this world does not care so i was just like cool all right nimetolewa sasa blaze on stage <laughs> So I'm seeing all these other big stars coming in front, the crowd is hyped, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, I don't think my music is meant for this country. So that was the first time I had that clear conversation with myself and asked myself what I think I'm meant to continue on this path, especially in this country. So um, it was so funny, like the week, the week of me being denied the chance to perform for more of the counties and more of the Blaze thing was now when Tasca called me. Mm. to want me to write the song for them. So me, I was just like, okay, so I'm in Qatar. I had this idea on this other side. <laughs> Stay with your things here. Even I'm happy we're on the last legs. I mean, so we go. Tasca calls me. I actually got a, it was an Instagram DM yeah. from one of the guys who was working there. So I'm like, cool. I go there. So this was on Sunday. So they want me to write the song on Monday in the morning. I'm like, I don't even know what this song is about. It's like, you'll find out on that day, the South African producer is coming in. I'm like, okay, sour. This is a song. This is yeah. like an advertisement song. So we haven't discussed anything. We haven't discussed contract. We haven't discussed Malipo. We haven't discussed what the song is about. I know nothing. All I know is the next day I'm writing the a song. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a song for Tasca. Yeah. So first of all, I'm feeling hyped because I'm like, you guys considered me. What, what, what? But then something else I got to find out. You know, me always find out these things back though. So this producer, this essay producer has given a list of all the Kenyan musicians' names. Yeah. And then he was given the songs to listen to. So the best thing, that's now, I think Tasca was the time I realized I actually deserve this. Because you've been given a list of all these big names. Guys have come out and then it's my name there that you decided I want her to be the one to write the song. Based on my music, the same music I'm saying, I don't think these guys understand my music. And somebody yeah. calls me that same week and they're like, we want you to write our song for our company because of your music. I was like, damn. I even forgot about that whole Blaze thing in like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like... I get there on, on Monday. I meet him on that same day. He plays me the beat on that same day. Then he's like, okay, so now this song is released in three hours. Hey! So I've come from Blaze. My, my roho has been cooled down and then I've been told this song is released in three hours. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let me try my best. And I know the song has to be catchy because it's now a Tasca song. Exactly. 
I haven't discussed my contract. I haven't discussed. So now I have to give these guys a... That's why I knew. Like that day I was held with my hand. Because they're telling me, if you can't write this right now, we have somebody who's going to come in 14 minutes. So I'm just like, let me just take this opportunity and write these songs because you guys are holding my hand behind my back. So wrote it, came up with the chorus because somebody came into that room whistling something. And I was like, sour. That's, that's what's going to be my chorus. And I always think that person was sent by God yeah. or the universe because I did not have any idea of what a catchy chorus would sound like. So the guy comes in, he's like, okay, are you done with the song? Are you done with the song? This is a white guy. You done with song. You done with song. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm done with song. <laughs> so <laughs> I ham it to him because I'm not sure he'd like it. I'm like, so the chorus. I think the chorus will go like, ooh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking I'm done because the chorus didn't have any words. But I was just like, if you like it, we can do it. Just like, ah, oh, perfect. That's what's going to be our chorus. So you just drop some bars on the verse and blah, blah, blah. And that's how the song came together. Then we shot the video the next day. So that thing was just a project for running. It's one of my mom's favorite songs. I think after that, my mom hasn't had any else of my songs. I'm actually happy she's not my fan anymore. Because now I can think about whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Before she, every time I check a song, she comes and tells me, I heard you say this word here. Why is the video looking like this? <laughs> What does this mean? Oh, and guess you, Nini, oh, Nini. Yeah. Nowadays, there's nothing to be told. I gave her her task a song. It shows all her friends. Yeah. yeah. This song. So, yeah, I did that one. That was a very good deal. I think from the Tasca song is when I started growing as a human. Because uh, the first time, so Tasca, the deal was it was a licensing. Yeah. So, every year, if they're using it, they, they give have to you renew. Tunes. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very good deal. And the first time I got it, I did the same thing I would always do with my tunes. I'd take my tunes and I'd throw it into the music. I'd be like, we need ah. to shoot a video. Sha, we need to go and do this where. Sha, we need to. So this time when I got this first one, I was like, hey man, now this would help my career. Because remember when I told you I was a millionaire in, <laughs> when I was 20? Yeah. I wasn't a millionaire the next month. <laughs> I actually don't know where that money went. You know, I had a discussion with my mom. I'm like, mom, I don't know where that money went. This is what I bought, this, this, this. Then she's like, where did the money go? I had no clue. That's when I started looking into the people I'm surrounding myself with. Exactly. You yeah. find yourself paying for things. Paying for things that I'm not... Why Why? Why am I signed if I'm paying for these things? Mm -hmm. Then again, the tasker comes the yeah. first year. I'm like, yes, tombs. So, <laughs> and this time I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm not actually taking myself to Sizi Zanzibar. I'm like, this has to go back to the music because if you help the music, the music will help you. So take this money. I go, so we decide there's this red camera that's in TZ. We want to go and use it so we can shoot this magnificent video. So we can go there, we can rent it out. They have a studio. They had very good things mm -hmm. that we could use. So I was like, perfect idea. I have the money for this. Paid flights, played accommodation, went to TZ. TZ was when the ship started having holes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're paying for the management, basically the what the label you're signed on. Yes. You're the one paying for the... I'm the one paying for. I'm the one helping people. I'm the one paying for my own things. I'm the one who's doing everything here. So we go there. The ship now, that's when I knew. Huku, Nanyai, <laughs> this ship has holes. <laughs> this, I'm going to drown because these holes are becoming bigger. We go there. Um, the organization for that trip wasn't legit because the guy we went to meet there, I thought they'd already talked about this whole thing and what we're going to get there by the time we reached there the guy is saying okay this is the amount of money you have to remove in nini so i thought it was going to be a free gig because i already paid so much money to organize this thing and then i was meant to shoot two videos in one night that was okay but now i was shooting it towards the ends of the trip so again mm. it's not organized and as i said i'm a capricorn yeah. ability logics nini nini so we reached there the first four days come it's vacation so i'm just like when are we going to do what we came here to do i'm like okay sir so we started doing it the night before on that night this is after we've argued we've tried to get the price down first to get this thing 
things. You know, these expensive cameras have a keeper. A keeper is a guy who stays next to the camera. Oh, damn. To, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to stay next to the camera so that guys don't fall it down. This camera is like 7 million. So the keeper starts saying he's sleepy and he's so grumpy. I think he had come from shooting the night before. He starts saying he's sleepy at 11 p.m. The music video started being shot at 9. 11 p.m. You don't finish a music yeah, video. You finish it at 6 a.m. Yeah. So this guy is saying, ah, me, I'm sleepy. This time I haven't finished the first video. I'm like, what is happening here? And he's refusing. Yeah. There's those guys who I'm sure look down on Africa. So I remember shooting the first video. It was a song called Times 2. We were running so much. I was sweating as I was shooting it. Like you could see like sweat dropping yeah. down my face as I was shooting. And I'm telling you guys, let's not stop. Continue shooting, continue shooting, continue shooting. So luckily we finished both videos. But of course you can know if a video is rushed that much. So I remember it was raining. And I went outside and I cried. And I said, I will never feel this hopeless and this painful again. Yeah. And I don't understand why I'm feeling like this. If I put my trust on other people to make things work. So again, I was putting my trust too much on other people for my own career, which is Wangeshi's career. Nimelia, Nimelia. We packed our things. The footage was supposed to come with a hard drive now to Kenya since it came from GZ. Me, I didn't care about that. Me already knew. Happened in Mechoma. Siji, how much money? I remember sitting in the sitting in the airport and I was just like, I can't wait to get home. Because in my mind, imagine I'm sitting in the airport and I'm thinking about how I need to do this video. And I'm thinking about how I need to get that money. Because now I've finished all the tombs I've gotten. So I'm thinking of what I have remaining, who can help me, who can give me at least a loan for this and this to happen. So it's still me still thinking about how to fix this whole situation and not the label. That was not even the time. I think those are the moments for waking me. I, I always say I'm a creature of, I have to go through problems. To understand, like, you have to be burned. I have to be burned. Like, <laughs> me, I want to get it with somebody else and throw it. I just be like, ah, Paulie, <laughs> you have to stab me next to the chest for me to be. I understand why knives are sharp. <laughs> I can never understand anything without me, my leg being broken or. So get back to Nairobi, hustle, hustle for money. My friends came through, but it was also for give me this, I'll pay you back because now it's like I've taken a loan from the bank. So we shoot the video when we came back. Notice I'm telling you about renting this camera so that it makes sense in the end. So then I rent. Now the camera is also in Kenya, but in Kenya it's the lesser, it's the lesser version. Yeah. It's like the iPhone six, and there we went for the iPhone X. So it's still an iPhone. But, but it's the levels. Levels. Kuna levels <laughs> to this thing. Tombs found. Shot the video. Yes, yes. Everybody's feeling great. Even me, I'm feeling great. I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. This is so fantastic. So I didn't believe in the song. But then I believed in how people felt around the song. Okay. But I didn't believe in the song. Also, it reached a point where I stopped having hype for myself as stopped enjoying my own music i think i was there was also a point where i was doing the music because of what somebody is telling me to mm. do so even like beat selection anything anything it wasn't i was never authentically wangeshi mm. so we shoot the video and then now there's something that happened that caused now the do you remember the holes on the boat yes <laughs> <laughs> the holes on the boat have now expanded now they're gaping holes we're sinking we're sinking guys we're sinking we're sinking so, I don't know whether I should go into details of the story. Should I go into details? I don't, it's what you're comfortable with. Me, I don't care. So, <laughs> this is my therapy. So, now we had a Tasker gig. So, remember I told you I finished all my money in TZ? Yes. So, this Tasker gig, I know they're going to give me money for going on stage. So, I'm like, this can generate some money for me to shoot this video. We go for this Tasker gig. I'm like, yes, yes. At least I found a way to accumulate dough for this thing. So, we reached there. Me and my man. I had a day manager. The yeah. guy who takes me around. Again, you see, why do we have all this? And now I tell now the my daytime manager. We reached the event. And we got in there nicely. 
So now Paul is having problems with the uh, bouncers at the entrance. So me being a logical human being, as soon as I say I'm a Capricorn, I tell my daytime manager and the organizer of the event, the Tasca yeah. event, please go to the gate and pick this guy up so they go to the gate this time i know he has my flash disc and my flash disc is what i need to perform if he didn't have my flash disc i wouldn't have given a damn so i'm like okay so my flash disc is there so i have to behave normally i have to lick this ass completely so that i can get back my flash disc and i can go on stage and i can perform so i send the guys then they come the guy the manager comes and then he tells me um i'm a kata i'm like what do you mean i'm a kata i'm saying I'm thinking I'm the star here. <laughs> I'm the star here. I have to come from backstage, go to the entrance where the fans are entering through to pick you to get my flash disc. Again, this is my flash disc. Why do I need my flash disc to perform? Why do I need to perform to gather up money to shoot my video? So me being me, I compress every emotion I am feeling, walk to the main gate. I go there, I have never been shouted at like that for my whole life. Even my mom, when I, when we argue, it's so calm. Yeah. I've never seen somebody so angry for such a small thing. And that's when I started realizing, this is not where I'm supposed to be. That was the day the boat sank. So I was like, ah, uh-uh, this is not logical thingy. But then I do my thing because I need this flash disk. So I get the flash disk. I've gone there, oh, it's my fault. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I take the flash disc. I go, I perform. Hallelujah. Check comes in on Monday. Video shot on Friday. So we shoot the video. Now the manipulation started becoming more live life to me. I hadn't realized manipulation because I was young. I was mm. 19, blah, blah, blah. So I was following. I was staying put because I knew what I wanted. I wanted my career to blow up. I wanted all these things to happen. But now as I was getting older is when I was starting to realize there's nothing much I'm getting here. All the gigs I was getting, I didn't recall anybody ever going to sit in an office and saying this is why you should use her and this and this and this. Pitching for you. There was no pitching. Those mm. things, it was actually God who was aligning them with mm. my path for me to become who I am right now. So, video is short and then it wasn't manipulation. It was just some words that were being said. Because somebody can tell you, um, I don't think you should be doing music anymore. I don't think you're serious about it. This time, Adele, I'm going to go to the next I'm going video. Somebody has the audacity to tell me, I don't think you should be doing it anymore. This was because, okay, so Paul got into a sort of small accident where like his hand was grazed. And I couldn't go to see the person as much as I frequently do because where they stay is completely far. I had sold my car that week that the same thing had happened. Where did they sell the car? Oh, damn it. Okay, so remember I would sold my car. Yeah. I just remember. So put that in the briefcase. There's a yeah. briefcase we're about to open. <laughs> So I sold the car. I couldn't be going as frequent as I used to go to the studio to do my stuff. Mm-hmm. But I used to check up like on SMS. So that's when all started, the comments started happening. Of, I don't think you're serious with music, blah, blah, blah. I've been hurt and most people have come to see me. And you haven't even come to see me. What, what, what. So that's now when I started Bembelezine again. Because you know why? He has the edits for the video. So I'm still playing the bigger person role here. So I Bembelezine, Bembelezine. And then one just triggered me. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need this no more. Because he said, said, I don't think you should be doing music anymore. I brushed that on off. Then he said, um, people have come to visit me and you haven't even come to visit me. Brush it off, Bembelezad. Hey. He said, 
ever since the Tasker event, I don't know who you are as a person anymore. He still tried to blame the Tasker event on my actions instead of his own actions and his own stupidity that led him not to be entered by arguing with, with bouncers. It's still my fault how? and it's still my character that you're judging i was just like how this is what you've done how? how is this still about how is that about me i was just like you know what i went downstairs we used to live in another house and downstairs i told my mom i'm thinking of leaving paul yeah and doing my own thing she told me that's the best decision you have ever made in your life after my mom told me those words i went upstairs i said by the way no more manipulation. If you have anything to tell me, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. Keep everything you have. I don't care. That was the last time my phone never replied on that text message. I never wrote, I never picked up any other phone calls. Of course, you keep on being badgered and what, yeah. what, what. Even the next day, I was sent for an email uh, discussing of how we should split the music and split like the videos and everything. I responded, man, I'd, I'd try to buy back my music and yeah. try to buy back the video, the edits. Yeah. Because now, okay, music, I was ready to buy the music. The edits, I don't understand why I was being sold for them at such a high price. And I'm the one who's paid for this video. Because music, I could understand because it's, the label has been put in. So now I have songs that I hadn't paid for because this is a label. I was like, I wanted to buy the songs. I think there was a point where he came to his senses and so he could sell the song. But then he wants to still have control over me. Mm -hmm. So then he reached a point, he's like, there's no amount of money you can give me for this music. That was not the night before. So I'm just like, okay, so I'm not getting my songs back. And then I'm not getting my video back. I don't know why it was the most peaceful thing to let go of. There was no me feeling like, ah, I'm going to die. Oh, I have no music. I have no musicianship. This is where now the legally clueless part comes in. I knew I was letting go of this person who I've known for me personally. I've known Wangeshi for five years as a musician. And this was the night I'm letting go of her. And there was no friction. There was no, oh my God. It was, ah, very good sigh of relief it's the most right feeling i've ever had mm. just felt like it's time to let go it's time to let go my mom told me that i was like guys it's over <laughs> it's been nice knowing you gish we don't need to be manipulated we don't need to be controlled we just need to be free and i flew like a bird Do i flew like a bird for like that night only because the next day i was like what the hell <laughs> but then now he now he's just written the email he's asking us like i think the next morning he realized what's happened yeah he's asking us at EO, how do we then split this thing what 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 i just wrote back and replied so nice i'm just like stay with everything you believe is yours i don't want any of that i don't want to ever communicate with you again never write to me again wangeshi has ended <laughs> <laughs> on, in 2017 april that was the end time I thought it was going to be easier than what it actually was, but it was so hard. I remember 2017 was like one of my, not one of, it was actually, no, it was second, 2014 was my last year. 2017 was my second worst year. Yeah. And I was even on Twitter today and then guys were asked when was your worst year. And I was seeing so many people saying 2017, I was like, so was 2017 a bad year for many people? I got married in 2017. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for some of us, 2017. <laughs> Oh my god so 2017 i was at home i think maybe that's when i think my mom used to look at me like a loser <laughs> i'm so sure my mom used to see me as a loser she's like so you're staying home today i'm just like where else do i have to do i've sold the car and i've lost the music i finished uni we graduated in 2016 all mm -hmm. my friends are getting jobs now everybody's starting life me i have i've ended actually i've ended life when people have started life i think it was just uh, too much everything was just going so wrong and i didn't know how to make it right straight right again i wasn't angry i'd left mm. though i still wouldn't i would as i always say i would do that thing ten thousand times over i'd still do the same thing so the reason why i sold my car is because now i came up with a business idea before i had left uh the label where I, when we were telling about the cameras and everything i used to ask like after i cried that time when i said i'd never go through this again i was asking myself why did they have to go that far 
to get that equipment why don't i just have it for myself here and rent it out to other people so that we also have our equipment here mm-hmm. in kenya because i've gone asking around what what is it guys need do you guys need the camera do you guys need the lenses what makes the difference between the pictures mm-hmm. that we have and what's the guy like justin campos doing in essay yeah i reached out to justin i asked him to give me a breakdown of like all the equipment he used that we'll be using for the shoot so now that was how i found out what to buy because yeah. i was like the cameras i know they're here these lenses might be what makes the difference between the pictures now that's when i had to now find out a way of how i was going to raise 2.8 million in with my broke self seated at home lazily so i sold the car it was like a small bit i sold it for like i think 200 bob 200 g's so that gives me 10 percent to get these people starting to create the lenses because they take three months to make but they need a deposit of 10 percent of the amount so they can start making them okay so my 10 percent came from my car i didn't know how i was going to get the rest but i knew they have the 10 percent let them start making it i have three months to figure out how to get the rest of this cash that's now why i became a loser now i was at home because now i have zero now i have zero <laughs> 2017 <laughs> I was loser number one. I even I wasn't even on Instagram. I wasn't anywhere. I yeah. was just loser number one. Okay, but my friends, the best thing I have is that I, I have such great friends. Uh-huh. Also, the guys who always handle my bill anywhere we go, I just tell them, see door, I say, come to through, we'll pay for you, we'll pay for you. So <laughs> I became my friend's child. Oh, how I got the rest was Youth Fund actually works in this country. Yeah, mm-hmm. Youth Fund actually works. So Youth Fund are the ones who helped me. They give you a loan by 0% interest. So it makes sense for the youth and everything. I know the product is usually has so much bile around it because so many people have stolen money from it. But um, there's some success story. Every story has a success yeah, story yeah. and unsuccessful stories. So there are quite many successful stories there. So if I was to advise anybody listen to this podcast, if you're not yet 31, you have the ability to grow your idea and make the business that you want to make. But funny thing is... <laughs> So I got the things, what, 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 I'm psyched, I'm pumped. I didn't know how hard to be a shelter is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, hey, you know what? It's going to blow up by the beginning. I didn't make money for a solid four months. But then now I started something else. I think I, I just, now, now I was just starting things. I was like, okay, yeah. what do we do next? What do we do next? So doing service departments, but now under Airbnb. Because okay. I didn't understand what Airbnb was. So I just took furniture. Like upstairs in this house, the attic is empty. So we took furniture, we filled it in. I got my first guest. I was like, wow, look at that. I've made two Gs. So now that was now the money that kept me afloat. Yeah. So even as the business was failing, Kumbe, this other one that I didn't think much of is growing mm. and is what now is making me stand. So that's how I went from being legally clueless by losing my music and the person that I knew and to discover this whole other entrepreneur person that I hadn't known lives inside me. Who knows how to start a business, how to almost grow a business. And now I'm, I'm inside it. I'm like a baby entrepreneur. I'm moving into high school. When I, I know we we're talking about um, house music and everything, when you entered it's because i found just something else that i'm good at and i'm like why not be here where nobody tells me on twitter mm. or oh, i feel like there's so much criticism around it that it was also taking me down as a person i used to look down as, on myself as a person yeah. because of this one person on twitter yeah. who just woke up in the morning and decided when i can live this very nice quiet life where i'm happy with myself I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm helping other businesses gain money through yeah. an experience, through something I had to teach myself. I can be as many years as you want to be. I'm 25 now. Like, I have grown so much. Like, as an individual, yeah. I actually clap for myself. I'm like, man, 
you're doing great you're doing so great let me do what i want to do because in the end of the thing it's my life so even if the fans say they'll miss me or whatever i might come back but i won't come back on your time i'll come back on my time because i'm really enjoying my life i even started mountaineering i was climbing i climbed mount kenya last year most beautiful thing i've ever done best thing i don't know you, you don't climb that mountain and come back the same person mm. and I always look for such spiritually uplifting things that just make me breathe and be like wow and yeah, life is bigger than this. So t- this year I'm doing Kilimanjaro in September. I hope I can go and come back with a whole different version of me. You know, when she said she was 25, I was just like, man, what was I doing at 25? <laughs> Nothing constructive, that's what. Um, well, yo, she's now into business. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. That's at Wangeshi Music. And you can also follow this podcast at Legally Clueless Podcast on Instagram. I put up a new episode every single Monday on CastBox, on SoundCloud, and on Apple Podcasts. And that's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.